Can you confirm that? Is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Do you remember, this is how old we are, um, like going to the library and like learning how to search in a browser? Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I remember specific, this was high school for you, right? I'm thinking, I yeah, remember this. High school, high school, I think, yeah. Um, not to date ourselves too much. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I remember that specifically. And I remember being like ahead of the curve. Oh, and, it just kind of, and it's just being like one of those things of like people being like, oh, wow. Not even people. I should not say. Let me correct this. I think like 50% of the people in the class themselves were like, why are we here right now? <laughs> um, and then the other 50% were like, I did not know you could find things on the Internet. So, it, you know what I mean? Like there, it was an interesting time, like when it was coming up, because. If you were like naturally inclined to be nerdy, let, let's say you were somebody who loved Nintendo. When you were eight years old, you probably had like a 336K modem and were connected to BBS boards and local like web things before the interwebs really, really took off too, right? Like it's just one of those things. Um, and then there was people who were not into that stuff at all. And it was so interesting to see because all of a sudden you're sitting in a grade 10 keyboarding class. And like somebody is really, really pumping out like the the quick brown dog jumped over the lazy fox, like quicker than anybody else. You know what I mean? You're like that guy is doing stuff with his life. <laughs> that was it. I I was rec- uh, remembering the other day about how I would play like peer to peer, um, like uh, Wolfenstein, Warcraft, right? and stuff. And stuff like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. And, like, games like that where you'd like connect to the other person's modem and then you would play online together. Yeah. I, and I think that's one of those things that uh, gets overlooked because it didn't last very long, but that first <laughs> version of the internet, it didn't come with browsers, right? No. You gotta, you gotta remember like America online, <laughs> Microsoft network. Uh, and then you had like a Yahoo who's kind of doing their own ISP. thing, And then in Canada, it was like, good luck. Um, you know, generally you were, there's a lot of AOL people in Canada, right? Like it's, um, because there was no browser and then eventually the browser comes and it becomes this thing that like democratizes the internet. So you can just, anybody can go anywhere. Um, I'm not going to shit you, man. I used to use AOL for, uh, CDs because back then the WWF was really popular and you could only get WWF content on the AOL channel. Right, because there was no WWE.com because there was, and that came and when it did, then all that stuff broke down. Right. Yeah, I remember you had to know URLs back then. It was like knowing cheat codes in Nintendo or something. Like you just had to learn them. C Plus Productions proudly presents. Can you confirm that? Starring Gorov Wander and John Brown. Welcome everybody to Can You Confirm That? We're here. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I had to intro the show eventually. My God, we're here um, for a show. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, thanks for tuning in. It is series three, and this is episode 125. So I guess for... I guess RBC I kind of messed that up. Or, yeah. No, did I mess no. that up? No. Yeah, okay. I what did. episode is it? What, we're one. <laughs> Total 125, but it's series three, episode 25. So I totally messed it up. Okay. Take it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. I, I think everybody appreciates the transparency that maybe they get. Depends how creative I'm feeling in the editing table. Yeah. You tell me you won't now, but I'm going to listen on like the weekend and I'll realize that you did like a quiet edit for yourself. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember hearing that, but now it's all of a sudden in the episode. I was like, well, how yeah. often does this really happen? Sounds like my mic's muted on that side. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. So I just want to say hey to everyone for tuning in. If you're not new, I guess. How are you guys? How are you doing? Yeah, 
And for the it was newbies, good to hear from people. Yeah, it was yeah, good to exactly, hear from people right? this week. Newbies, newbies asking questions like, uh, "Why do you say series and and do it in that British way?" And I have to remind them we're huge on BBC Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, listen, man. Uh, almost double digit market share is in England. That's weird, but <laughs> hey, let's go with it. <laughs> BBC Eight, the Ocho, the Ocho, BBC Ocho. <laughs> Bringing you the best of Espanol coming from London. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm slowly turning into um, the show into romper room where I'm going to like speak to everybody as if they're here and interact with them. And then I'll eventually be like, and I see Billy and Susie through my mirror. And Was romper room the first diverse show you ever watched as a child? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I am. I'm going to say I remember watching a lot of shows that weren't like that. Like, you know I mean, like they may have had one character um, that was different, but like you either had shows that were all like Sanford and Son or you had them that were all like Cheers. Right. Like there was just not a lot of. But I remember growing up as a child watching Romper Room and I'm like, man, she sees a lot of colored folks through that mirror. Like, <laughs> now, the only thing is, it was always weird because they didn't have like colored names. That was the only difference. Right. It was like. She saw a John, but he was clearly a Juan. You know what I mean? But it's fine. It was just nice to see some representation in color. Like it was she said Sesame Street being. <laughs> I'm just saying Sesame Street being the global standard and having been like you growing up seeing faces you may not have seen, right? And uh, that's the beauty of it because they were in New York somewhere, right? Mm. So if you were a family in I don't know Saskatchewan or Alabama, you could very easily be like. That's why there's people living in trash bins. That's New York. Don't go there. Yeah, you knew to stay away from the city because of that show. It's just everybody got their own kind of lesson. That's all. So I'm excited for this week. You know what? We're having a couple good weeks in a row. Um, last week we helped you create a D&D character, which I'm sure you're way further ahead on now. <laughs> I've made uh I've made some progress, yes. Uh, Good. uh and I lied probably to the group chat as well by saying I've done so much. Uh, <laughs> I mean I made content for a podcast. <laughs> You're gonna cram like the day before. Oh yeah. Can you cram for dungeons? Actually, you know what? We'll pick that up next week. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so but this week we're talking about um, the Last of Us, the TV show, not the video game, and Marvel. other zombie media, specifically like show movie type of zombie media and that kind of genre in general. And I like that genre. Are you a fan? Do you like zombie movies? Um, yes and no. I, I think I like the ones that okay, I've mistakenly watched 28 Days Later once. Okay. Um, and that is one of those things. Okay. The funniest thing about one. that one, it's a great one. I, I went because I liked Danny Boyle, right? I remember train spotting and I remember that being good. And I remember looking at the cast of this thing and being like, oh, this should be fun. Not knowing much about the movie, though. Uh, and, and, you know, bless her heart, I had a friend with me who looked at me and she goes, uh, there better not be anybody in this movie, like on a horse. Or something, right? Like, there was a very specific phobia, and it had to do sort of with horses or headless people, right? And wouldn't you know it, there's a scene where there's a headless person on a horse going through a meadow. <laughs> really? And I, and I just had to be like, how would I have known, right? But it's, it's, I guess it's back in the day when people would have seen movies before and not they call that, told you. They call that Ichabod Crane Syndrome. There you go. It's very it, it hits about one in fourteen million people. <laughs> so there is a scene like that, eh? I don't remember that well. I guess. It is. It's it's like less than two seconds long. It's like one of you know those scenes that happen between things. Okay, they're just like, like filler sh- zombies. Yeah, like, like we're mo- we're moving from this <laughs> giant like character side scene piece, and we got to show you something, and then we're going to move on. And it was literally just a headless person like running away on a horse, and it's just like <laughs> I. Don't even know how somebody would have called that ahead of time. <laughs> so I've I think never. 
I think for me, zombie movies spring on me. Now, okay, I'm not going to lie. I think I knew what I was doing when I watched Zombieland. But at the same time, I watched it in a way knowing that, like, this isn't, like, I wasn't expecting uh, gore, right? Like, when you think zombie, you think horror movies. And I I think I would say in that case, no, right? If the answer is, do I watch a lot of Zor, like, (laughs) Zor? Uh, Zorro movies. I've watched I know, a couple it's hard of Zorros. to talk about zombie movies and say those words all the time. But like horror zombie, not so much. But like uh, like a Will Smith kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I am Legend. Yeah. Uh, that World War Z with the with Mister Pitt. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, the things where like they just happen to happen. Those are all good ones. Like so, you name dropped some of the big ones, definitely. There's kind of like different genres, eh? Like I was thinking about how there's kind of like four different kinds in kind of zombie movies in the zombie genre. Such as? (laughs) There's like the comedy zombie movie. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, like Shaun of the Dead. Have you seen that one? Yep, yep. Okay. Have you seen Little Monsters? Little Monsters is a fun one. It's uh, Elijah Wood. Okay. It's like um, the infection only affects children. So they're all teachers at the school. And the infection goes into the chicken nuggets. But adults, it doesn't affect something about an adult. So anyone over like 14 or whatever can't get this infection. So it's just like all like little children zombies. And so it's just like the whole movie is like Elijah Wood and all these adults like going and like beating the shit out of these children zombies. It's super twisted, but <laughs> it's pretty funny. That feels like an Android game. That should be a dollar ninety nine in the Play Store. <laughs> That's what that feels it's like. It's definitely a must watch. Like if you have like a weird sense of humor where you kind of want to see a child, okay, okay, get just... smashed in the face with something, but it's okay because they're a zombie. Oh, you know what? I'm going to write a heart-wrenching Oscar drama <laughs> about uh, uh, a father who's who's got to make a Sophie's Choice decision between a zombie <laughs> child and, like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That could and be interesting. Like, and there's Zombieland 2, which you mentioned, and they do a really good job, I think, of, I was going to say, when you mentioned it, the way that they uh, have, like, the mix of that comedy, yeah, they still kind of stay true to, like, the genre where it's pretty gory still, and it's almost kind of scary in spots. Okay, yeah. They do a good job of that. Like, there's some tense moments mixed in with the comedy. Yeah, and I think, uh, I like, you know, for genre purposes, you got to go with what prevails the most, right? Mm. Like, that's one of those things. So, like, in that case, yeah, I would say it's comedy for sure. It's good that way. I think that's one of my favorite kind, like, the comedy, like, um... What is it? Warm bodies. Have you seen warm bodies? Like they're kind of fun. I haven't seen it, but I've heard good, good things about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Listen, the action comedy genre is one that just needs to come back. We haven't seen a lot, right? Like pineapple express was a good action comedy back in the, like what I'm saying is low stakes action comedy, right? Uh, there used to be those, uh, great sort of action comedies where it wasn't about the world coming to an end or like nuclear codes coming out. It was, just like bad shit happening in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that. I missed that. I missed that. What about like the mutant type zombie genre? So, like the mutant ones are, there's like a, the T virus, like Resident Evil, where there's like a mutation and something, and then like people develop these habits or whatever and like turn like zombie like. Yes. Okay. Uh, can I say that that's the one that I like the most? And, okay, and as we're doing a Last of Us show, mm-hmm. um, without spoiling for the audience, but perhaps you know doing what we do here, kind of like spoiling. Um, I would say the opening little few minutes of the first episode, uh, though, from a storytelling perspective, I found to be a little bit lazy. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, shots I fired. Mean, <laughs> It was just no. I mean, I I get it. It's it's a structural device where you got to get a lot of background out really quick, so you do it, mm-hmm. uh, and and it almost sounds. Listen, it's it's the equivalent of like getting a set director, actors, and everybody, and then filming the actual words that would have been 
shown at the beginning of like a Star Wars scrawl, right? So that part of it, I was concerned the first few minutes. I'm like, okay, at least they're giving me background. But is it lazy? Well, let's uh, get back to The Last it, of right? Us. Yeah. yeah. I want to ask you more about it in depth. So we'll get back to it. Because okay. I'm going to uh, tell you about a different genre type in the zombie genre of movies that you might be like, oh, yeah, maybe it's one of those. So okay. there's the mutant kind, the I'm legend type, right? Like right. There was, they were trying to cure whatever and then it mutated. There's the reanimation type of zombie movie where it's like the dead coming back to life. Yeah. Like the walking dead is kind of like the reanimation one where what it is, is like a thing that reactivates after death. Okay. Almost like pet cemetery as well, I guess. Yeah. That kind of idea. Yeah. So there's those kinds too. And then like the last of us, the outbreak type of movie. So it's much like, um, like the 28 days later type of outbreak. Um, World War Z type of outbreak type where it's like, oh, society's overrun and there was like a, a like a disease or something that stopped humanity. So that's kind of um, the last of us. Yeah, I would say it's. Uh, I liked that because it felt real. I think my zombies got to be based in reality. Is all I'm mm-hmm. saying, right? Like mm-hmm. it can't be. It can't be some sort of like a lightning bolt came from the sky, hit uh, the gravestone, and therefore this guy came out of the ground. Like, okay, that's fun, but it's not like whatever, right? Um, I think to me, it's like having not, I guess I've never, okay, so first off, disclaimer, I've never played the game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Didn't really know what it was about. Honestly, thought it was more about nuclear fallout until I realized <laughs> it's actually more zombie related. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. Like I, I will see tell how, you, I can see how you'd think that. I, I will tell you, having never played it, never known anything about it, and just being only drawn to this and the idea that Pedro had been like cast for it, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I like him. Uh, and it's HBO, so that's got to be good. Um, and, and for longtime listeners, who for we've done the done the little anime or sorry, not the not the anime uh, for longtime listeners. For those who we've done the sound mm. effect yeah. of the HBO Max boop, boop, versus the HBO, uh, you know, <laughs> I was excited for the. Uh, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." The intro, <laughs> intro right? device, yeah, yeah, not purple, but TV screen, cool. <laughs> uh, so, so I wanted to watch it for that, and then so I think in the first few minutes, I was like, "Oh, oh, okay, this isn't anything like what I was expecting it to be." Mm-hmm. But I, I'm still going to stick around to see what happens here because as much as the structural device is kind of lame, they really give me a lot of information really fast. That makes me go, oh, damn. Yeah. So I'll give now, you a little bit yeah. more background of it. So it's uh, it was a video game, PlayStation video game exclusive from a studio called Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog also did uh, Uncharted which there was that movie with Tom Holland and Mark oh, Wahlberg. Right. Yes. That Oscar winning movie with Tom Holland, and Mark Wahlberg actually it was good. I, I saw it and I liked it. Was it MTV movie award worthy or no? I mean, I don't know what the criteria is for giving out one of those. So, um, <laughs> uh, so well, it was, was there an amazing his... kiss. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a best kiss nominee in the movie. It was written by the studio who already does really well uh, laid out story, concentrating on character and drama, let like story led video games. So um, the last of us is very like uh, cinematic most of the time. And um, so I think as far as movie video game adaptation goes, it was a scripted pretty scripted story that you played out so there was less um less trying to like put yourself in that situation or at least um not imagine how you would be in that situation you're going to be like joel and ellie so the game kind of is so the game follows a narrative flow and it's not as much as like 
not a choose your own adventure as much as it would be a get through the scenario, right? Is that fair? That I don't, is I don't know. totally fair. Yeah. So it's like yeah. a, something like Assassin's Creed. Remember they had that bad movie. That's because when you played Assassin's Creed, you got to be the assassin the way you wanted to be the assassin. Yeah. Choose your your destiny and like the way you did things and how you approach things. So it was yeah. a very personal experience. Whereas this one, it was like, this is how jo- how Joel does this, and you get to play as Joel doing it, basically. Okay. Yeah, I but get that. That's I'll fair. say the first thing. So it was a lot like the show so far, um, but the first thing they added that I really enjoyed, that I don't remember from the game anyways, it might be in there, but I don't remember it, is that very first scene in like 1968 or whatever, where the the TV show host was um, interviewing those two scientists, and basically the one scientist gives you the plot of the story, right? Yeah, so you don't remember that from the game, right? No, not that part. <clears throat> so that's what I was going to say. That felt mm-hmm. like the only part of the episode that didn't feel like it had something behind it. So that makes perfect sense to me. That is some, that that's like the writing team of the show, the producers of the show being like, we need within the first 90 seconds to do the world build. So that people can understand what they're about to get into, what they're about to see, uh, or what, what's about to unravel over the next season, whatever it might be. Right. And it makes sense to yeah. do it that way in a TV show, because in the game you like, you talk about, to your like to Ellie and Joel talk about what the world used to be like and you learn about the history of the world through them or you know Joel pick up a newspaper and read about something that happened 20 years ago and then you learn a little bit more about the world and you learn it organically so you have to be told a bit about it at the start to kind of understand the universe so it makes sense yeah totally uh uh and I I mean that's why it's like I didn't like it but like you could tell it was shoehorned <laughs> right like that that was the idea to me I was like so if you take apart an entire episode of a TV show and you do the Sesame Street sort of like one of these things doesn't belong here, that that opener kind of felt to me like, what is this? But yeah, I haven't played the game. I don't understand. So it, it makes sense that for, for now that you're telling me it wasn't in the game, that makes even more sense because it it's. You don't have the 45 minutes to build out that part of the backstory. Right? It wasn't kind of need to lay it out. It's not crucial to the story, yeah. but it's crucial to understanding what the whole what what you're getting into, right? They did it in a, in a interesting way. It wasn't like a news media montage where there was like scenes of like news reporters like um stock footage like interviewing in front of a war zone and then yep. like a couple news articles with like black and white photos of like syringes going into people's arms and shit, you know, like those lazy yeah. lazy montages that we've all seen. You know what it actually kind of gave me vibe <laughs> it, it gave me it gave me vibes of another HBO show uh not to the same extent but the way that it opened uh it was the newsroom right where where Jeff Daniels kind of does his little monologue that Aaron Sorkin writes for him uh and he's like delivering it to like that college audience it kind of gave me that exact same vibe of like here's a show opening and and being explained to you kind of like on a high level concept and stick with it let's see what happens from here so uh, I, I I thought it was cool. Question for you though: uh, mm-hmm. We've we've kind of delved into the opening of of the show, uh, and how much, and you kind of even touched on the idea of how much it it actually kind of is going with game flow, right? Mm-hmm. If you will, right? Like the the season seems to be following game flow. Yeah. Um, now you also mentioned that this is a game. That was kind of written in a narrative way. So, like, the benefit for this adaptation may have just been that there was already a story there, right? Yeah, like a, okay. an a, a point A to point B, uh, which helps. Versus, mm-hmm. I guess, the idea is, we, you know, we don't need to go deep into all of the video game adaptations we've ever seen. Right? It's really more of a Last of Us show. But the benefit that they seem to have is that they have a story. Whereas when you do these open world, sort of like Mortal Kombat movies, it's a very loose thing you're trying to keep together, right? Like yeah. when, when you're doing an open world movie, um, 
it's got to be hard, right? And there's yeah. so many coming, right? Like we got a Super Mario movie coming, we got a Minecraft movie coming, we got a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming. So there's every single. Uh, let's just say it this way: for those who are listening to this podcast and have been with us for the last 124, um, you know, we've talked <laughs> a lot about the comic books um, and the characters there. Sometimes they're all done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's no new like. They've gone through the first hundred. Like at this point, yeah, get MCD ready for yeah. yeah, get ready for the Zelda movie, right? Like yeah. get ready to see Donkey Kong, um, live action probably, right? Like directed by <laughs> Peter Jackson. Like <laughs> it'll be interesting. Because that's no, the next be IP, like, right? They that, made that's like the, Sonic, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the next big sort of like, hey, let's put our hands into this IP. Uh, you know what I'm excited to see is Ryan Gosling in Grand Theft Auto. Just running around doing like a sequel to Drive where he's just beating up people and stealing money and just driving, <laughs> right? Like, Drive 2, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> like, it, would be, it would bomb so bad, too. <laughs> oh, they all will. I mean, they do, right? Like, didn't Rock do the Doom movie or something? Like, they often do. And I Carl think Urban it's... did the Doom movie, by the way. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> I'm sure the Rock did Quake. Maybe I don't know. No, Rock Rock was in the Doom movie. Yeah, but oh, it was, was he? Okay, okay. Carl Urban was the star of that movie. But but that's kind of the the concept of like, do you take the idea of the world build and try to make a movie, or do you try to make a movie based on the game? And so maybe, and it's it's very early for us to make these judgments one episode in. Uh, yeah. But you seem to be happy with where yeah, they're going it's even like they're catching right. on to like every little beat in the game too like pivotal moments that you remember so it was a little you know obviously i knew exactly what was going to happen like um i think we should tell the audience we're about to spoil episode one of uh the last of us so if you haven't seen it yet yeah go check it out and then come back or if you don't care Listen, Listen along. in, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? You kind of you have uh, also just now opened up an idea in my head about the idea of this IP being different in such a different way. Mm -hmm. Of you've played the game, you know yeah. where the story is going. I have no fucking clue. Um, yeah. So uh, my fear, right. though, is that they put the whole first game into the first season. I hope that it's, they stretch out that game longer than a first season. Otherwise, oh, I, because okay. what are they going to do if it goes, there's two games. Are they going to make mm. up content like Game of Thrones did? Yeah. Afterward? Right. I bet you they do. Uh, or they don't, right? We don't know yet, but I bet yeah. you they do, right? Like yeah. if you were to make me like put some money into it or like put some blood on the line, I'd probably have to say, yeah, you know what? They're probably going to run out of juice within like two seasons. Uh, and if it actually turns out to be a really good show, then yeah, I don't know what they're going to do for the season three. But that's the difference between, and I think you just nailed it, right? Like one of the things I was just about to touch on is what you just nailed is the Game of Thrones <laughs> concept of like what we're what we're entering now is a different thing where video games, right? Like uh, you would sometimes. Let's let's take the clock back 20 years, 15, 10 years, whatever you want. And let's say you're out on a date with someone. You're going to go see this movie. And it's been adapted from some book. But you've never read the book. But she's read the book. Or they've read the book, right? And you both come out of the movie having a different experience. Because one of you's read the source material and one of you has not. And now we're doing the same thing with video games. Because there's so much out there, right? It's not... Listen, everybody's played Super Mario. Not everybody has played The Last of Us, right? So let's talk about that first, or the second scene, the first real scene, the world, like, the background of Joel and a little bit of his character development. What did you think about that? About what happened to him? We're going to spoil the heck out of it, right? So you saw that his daughter was killed. Uh, I guess. Um, was I not paying attention? If you did, you get past that past part into the. I'm, in, I'm, I'm well into this now. So maybe, yeah. uh, listen, I I got the whole Ellie at the kitchen table and him talking and all that stuff. 
Uh, I got them out and about. I got I got Ellie meeting the neighbor. I got Ellie doing. So the show with starts the with the show right. starts in two thousand three. Yeah, so it starts in two thousand three with Joel living with his daughter when, now, the, when the outbreak happens, and so there's a panic all over town, and they're told and um, they're trying to get out of town. They get stopped at the border by a, like the army. And the army guy is given orders to kill. And he shoots, and Joel spins around and tries to dodge it, and it hits um, Joel's daughter right in the gut and kills her. Right in front of him. What was I doing? Was I washing a dish while that happened? It's like super pivotal. It's like super pivotal. <laughs> and that happens right after the 1968 moment, yeah, and before yeah, Ellie starts busting his balls in the morning about the eggshells? You, you don't meet Ellie till long after. Were we watching the same show? Uh, uh, okay. Because yeah, I now, played the I'll, game, too. <laughs> I'll be honest. Well, maybe the game is informing the way you're watching the show in a different <laughs> way than I am, right? There's that possibility, too. I tell you what, I'm going to be re-watching this anyways. Because my experience was a 6-inch screen, uh, a.k.a. my phone, followed up by, like, a 10-inch screen, which is, a.k.a. the kitchen hub uh, <laughs> thing, right? I haven't had the the experience yet of sitting down and watching this whole damn episode on like a big screen where I'm enveloped, yeah. Yeah. and it feels like something I want to watch on a big screen where I'm enveloped, right? So I'm going to do that again, uh, and I'll start it from the beginning uh, and see if I miss this pivotal scene that happens somewhere in between the 1968 moment and somewhere between the eggshell moment, I guess. So the, right, the version of Joel that um, is introduced to Ellie. My goodness is like a very hardened like guy because he saw like his daughter killed in his arms basically like so that he's gone through that kind of trauma plus the world ending and so that's who you meet as an adult that's who the character is in the game i'm genuinely confused <laughs> as to what the hell could have like that could not have been more than a 20 second long scene then maybe perhaps it was like 20 minutes for sure no, but that doesn't happen right after the 1968 thing. <laughs> I know this for a fact. So the whole, like the intro scene is like about him and his daughter. He, like she, he wakes her, he wakes up to like breakfast on his birthday um, made by her. She goes to school. She comes home the next day. They go to bed. So there's all that. There's like scenes of her in school and stuff. There's things that he did during the day. Then they, she comes home, she goes to bed, she goes to the neighbor's house, she meets the neighbor's dog and the grandparents, and she, like, there's, like, it's, like, a 20-minute-long scene. <laughs> I tell you, maybe I've, okay, I'll go back. <laughs> but, but, but that's not Ellie. No, that's Joel's daughter. So Ellie is basically, as the show develops, him and he gets a relationship with Ellie, because okay. it's replacing his daughter in a way. Well, I'm excited to see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I'm not going to spoil the series for you. We were just going to talk about the first episode, which I thought you'd uh, watched the whole entirety of, to be fair. So I didn't know I was spoiling this episode for you. <laughs> and no, but in, in all CYCT fashion, <laughs> I knew what I was getting myself into. Yeah, I, I had a deadline to watch this. Um, I had ample time. <laughs> okay, well, maybe not ample time, but I had I had available windows where I could have snuck it in. And I tried. So and I, I got, in all honesty, I I thought I got 75% of the way through, man. It's an 80-minute episode, am I yeah, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I know I left off at 52 minutes, so... <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was doing. That I didn't realize. <laughs> um, that's okay. I'll, I'll be starting from the beginning. Don't you worry right and now. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, or not now that I've just spoiled it for you. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you like, as we've just now agreed on, you'll spoil episode one. Hmm. Uh, there's no reason for you to tell me how the game ends. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to play the game, but I mean, if, if you were to tell me how the game ended, that would be, I guess. You know, well, that was kind of the whole point of the episode that we were doing today, right? 
mm-hmm. the to, to let the audience know and to have a conversation with you, the person who's played the game and has seen the show, of will this spoil it, right? Because there's been questions about other adaptations where maybe you're an episode or two or three into something and it's not true to the source, right? Um, so you're you're going to go ahead on record saying after episode one, it feels true to the source. Mm-hmm. Much like my Dungeons & Dragons character, you must provide an update in a few weeks' time <laughs> if you think the show has gone too far or veered away or has uh, done anything that would make you upset mm-hmm. about how it's going, right? Like, that's that's kind of the idea. Let's, let's say for now it feels good. How do you feel about the characters so far that you kind of vaguely remember? <laughs> Felt really connected to them in the moment. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, I don't know. Uh, I, I listen. I like Pedro. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's he, not he's a nice fair. guy in this. He will not be a nice guy in this series. Okay. Well, he will I mean, be brutal. Can I? Just can so I? You know. Can I ask? Is that something that would have happened later in the show? Did you just spoil something for? Or is that a game thing, or is that an episode one thing that I missed? We've already seen. Um, things about his personality like he like oh. punches a guy in the face in the first yeah. episode like to death like just wails on his face over and over till someone's like hey dude do you want to stop did that? that do not have it coming john i mean he goes crazy like you see a little bit of the twinkle in his eye where he goes nuts i feel Anyways, like we all should have a little expect, bit of twinkle. expect like brutality from pedro pascal in this in this movie of the show like brutality okay okay? (laughs) i'm listen i'm here for it i kind of want to see it uh i don't i don't like my characters to be rosy and happy and friendly people i don't know maybe it's just the way i see myself is not one of those right so like to me i'm like I see a man punch somebody in the face to 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 death, and I say, "That fucker had it coming." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just maybe it's a different thing. I think I'm gonna like him. It's interesting because how they do it in the game, you know, you're you're playing as this guy, so in the game you have to stay alive. So if you're brutal like you're fighting for your life kind of as far as video game goes obviously you're okay you just have to start again but you know some of that brutality you feel warranted because they're about to kill you so watching just some guy other guy do it we'll see if that's like what he how kind of a character he comes across as at the change of perspective Mm mm-hmm changes the stakes mm-hmm. and with that comes a different sort of yeah okay you may have a different prism when you're watching him and you're kind of like oh man now i wonder if you will have the prism of and i don't i'm being facetious i'm gonna say it right away right i'm not trying to be uh equating this in any way but i wonder if you'd have like similar sort of like ptsd as to like a war vet who's like watching this guy living out something that you've had to do, right? You played the game. You've been him. You had to make decisions that you didn't, you would never have made in your real world, right? You had to be brutal. And now you watch this guy and you're like, I can't believe they made me do that, right? Like, I wonder if you're like, gonna feel like, I can't believe they sent me into that. You know what I mean? Like, have that same feeling. I think we're in a unique situation here, Gaurav, because we're gonna watch this show with different points of view. Whereas maybe because I played the game, I'm going to watch the show. My theory is that I'm going to watch the show liking Joel. And you're going to watch the show thinking Joel's not a good guy. Okay. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking you would watch it in a way of being like, I like, Connecting to Joel in a way of the things that you had to do in the game were things that you weren't proud of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one of those. Oh, no, like, I was proud of them. Because, well, I said, because like, you got to live, right? I got to, had to justify it, right? Yeah, you got to live. So I'm thinking now that you, you don't have anything on the line, when you're watching the show and you, 
your personal, like your character's not going to die. You're you're just John watching it on the couch. I think you might be like, God damn it, Joel. That's where I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're going to feel bad about yourself. Oh. You're going to feel ashamed about the things you had to do in this game and the things you said to yourself to justify the things you did in this game. Because when you see it playing out in front of you and someone else is doing it, you're going to be like, I, that's, that's dirty. I can't believe I did that. Whereas to me, <laughs> I might watch it with, I'm going to watch it with clear eyes, right? To me, it's like maybe it does is justified. Maybe it's not. Maybe he is a jerk. Maybe he's not. Uh, I think a, a right, regular we'll person with regular sensibilities is not desensitized. Um, <laughs> we'll think that just cut to it. Somebody with morals. <laughs> Somebody yeah. with morals, John, is what you're trying to say. Somebody who's got like ethics. To, what I'd like to think is that someone who hasn't played the game will think he's going too far, and someone that has has been like. Yeah, but that's just how Joel is. <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> hey, let's hope. But I think it's just going to be interesting as it develops to see. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm with you. I'm hoping. Remember, we live in a time where like Homelander has fans, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so, true. So it could be interesting. Oh. Now that would be the thing, right? Like it's the same as like if there was a video game called The Boys, based on the Amazon show and graphic uh, novel slash comic. Would you would you be happy that they make you play as Homelander and they give you the same objective, which is like you gotta look out for yourself? Would that have given you a different perspective watching the boys on Prime being like, <laughs> that guy's gotta do what he's gotta do? Like I remember being him. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because not to get too into the world of video games, but like superhero video games are our thing too. Um, a lot of them are fighting games where you like, you know, you're Superman and then you fight Green Arrow or whatever. <laughs> kind of like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Those types of games. So the stakes are different. Is yeah. Idea, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess you'd have to... I don't know. I guess I'll watch the rest of this and see. I, I liked what I saw so far. How's that? I don't yeah. think I comprehended or retained anything, apparently. Um, <laughs> but I liked what I saw so far. So good, you'll watch it again. <laughs> I'm one to watch things more than once. That's fine. I can live with that. We um, might be the only yeah. podcast that covers The Last of Us that's going to have these uh, different perspectives. We might be. Most Oh, you know what? That's that's good market research for our guys on the production team to look up. Uh, I think that's a good takeaway for Craig and the staff because that's yeah, that's unique. That it would be a unique spin, right? Because you'd have to figure most people are either gamers or, and if they are, they have a gaming podcast and they'll talk about it. And if they're not, they have like a payment podcast. Yes, Another yeah. One most of those podcasts things, right? are going to talk about The Last of Us. I have played the game. Like you're not going to get like smart no, you, talking you, about you, the Last of Us. <laughs> no, but they they might right if they've got Pedro on as a guest and he wants oh, to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, and right, like that's essentially it. Like that's going to be the only way. Yeah. <laughs> but I <coughs> uh, honestly, yeah, but I, you know what? The world is a surprising place. I would say one of those three has picked up a controller and does. <laughs> Ar- Arnett gives me gamer vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And the only games he plays are not Naughty Dog games. I, I like the stories. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't do an Arnett voice. So that was like an Amer. Like he's not even American. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Arnett. What? All his voices. Uh, Chevy Silverado. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. That's right. He's got that voice. Yeah. He's got the. Uh, uh, Come to Freedom Mobile this weekend for forty dollars <laughs> of twenty gigs. I used you know, to be able was. to do that voice, but I don't think yeah. I can do it anymore. In a world. He does a lot of those voices, man. Uh, anyways, <laughs> he's not in The Last of Us, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> he's doing fine. He's doing fine. And see, I, I'm excited to see it. I, listen, HBO, I think they just need to find something. Like I, I You didn't watch the Golden Globes, I know. Um Highlights are that it it's the Golden Globe, so you watch it if you care. If you don't, you don't. Right? Like it's not a big deal anymore. I, I love this whole thing of like nobody watches award shows anymore. It's like you know what? 
nobody really wanted to watch them in 1979 either, but there was only four fucking networks. So you had a 25% chance that you were going to lure somebody in. And when the rest of the other three networks have reruns on, guess what? <laughs> You're going to get everybody else. Right? It, it's weird to me when people are like in this world of like 3,000 channels that only 4 million people watch the Golden Globes and the number is low. It's like, that's still 4 million fucking people who gave a shit? That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not I'm not a award show person, as you know. It, exactly. Like, and in 1979, you really had no choice, John, right? Like, the idea was, <laughs> it's on CBS. The other three networks, ABC, Fox, and freaking NBC are all airing reruns. So your options are watch this live thing that's happening or read a book. <laughs> Right? Like, that's it. So no wonder the numbers were huge back then. I would have been so um, smart back then. I would have read so much. <laughs> you would have read so much. <laughs> that or you would have just known everybody. You would have, that or you would have been able to name, like, every Miss Universe and Miss America winner for the last seven years. One of those Bo- two. Books would have been my YouTube, man. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> books would have been my... Oh, gosh. Oh, goodness. YouTube library, where you get to <laughs> borrow a video and return it. YouTube library. That's interesting, actually. So, are you aware in The Last of Us, it starts in 2003 and then does it 20 years later, and then it's taking place in 2023 when you see Joel with like his gray hair in the denim shirt meeting Ellie? That part I actually did understand. Because okay. I remember seeing the numbers pop up on the screen. Uh, 1968. Uh, and then 2003. And I found it very weird when they gave, like, they got very specific about, like, fucking... September 26th or whatever. Yeah, right? I'm like, well, that's a, okay, what's going on here? So it's that's the exact very... same date in the game, too. Well, I don't think they had any reason to vary there, you know? <laughs> it would be interesting to see. I... <laughs> and there, there are certain things where it's like, if it's an Easter, is that an, is that an Easter egg or is that paying homage or is that just being true to the source? You don't even really know anymore, right? It's just the story. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the story now. You got to do it, right? Like, you, if you put September 28th there, a bunch of people bitch and moan. Uh, you don't put it up. Or whatever. You know, like, yeah. it is It is what it is. Like, at this point, you, you go along with it. I just, mm. I'm excited for all of the future adaptations. If this is... I guess the point of the the whole episode that we're doing here and the idea of like, hey, if you haven't seen The Last of Us, maybe people should check it out, even if you haven't played the game, right? That That's the whole thesis statement this week. Uh, if you haven't played the game, if you're not a gamer, this is still a good show, right? Uh, much the way people got into Game of Thrones who weren't people who loved reading fantasy novels, right? Uh, so that's the way. Um but I, I also hope that it becomes the new standard, right? That like every every sort of weird IP world of like let's say comic books, uh, fantasy novels, uh, in this case video games, has had to have something that became the new standard from which everything else comes from, right? Like you can argue that the uh, Batman Begins and Iron Man One. Kind of like reset the standard of what you do with a superhero movie project, right? Uh, and, and Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, right? That, that was Lord of the Ring. Game of Thrones doesn't exist without Lord of the Rings kind of being like, this is how you take this shit serious. Um, and, and video games forever have suffered from people not being able to either take it seriously, maybe taking it too seriously. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of the two, right? And, Maybe we're coming into an era where, like, video games start. Like, maybe I would be excited for a Grand Theft Auto movie. Maybe. You know what happens the other way around, which is usually not good either, is when a video game is made using a movie as the source material. Oh, yeah. Okay. Usually those lot, aren't good. Though, yeah. Doesn't usually it? those aren't good. And it, But it's generally meant to just be, like, a promotional product where it's like, they want to sell a Spider-Man movie or something, so they make a game, right? Like yeah, or a Ghostbusters like, movie, so they make a game. Yeah, yeah, or like Indiana Jones or whatever. That's such a good point you've made because it's so, it's so, it, it's such an obvious thing that 
if you can take something that's a video game and turn it into a good movie, why can't you take The Godfather and turn it into like an amazing video game? And they've made gangster video games or mobster video games that are good. Even Grand Theft Auto, you could say, is sort of like that. But they can't, because a movie's only two and a half hours long or whatever, it's not enough material to make a video game out of, right? But I mean, you could expand it. Like, the idea is you've built out a world, right? Like, if, why can't you play Grand Theft Auto, but that entire engine, though that entire world is really just Scarface in Miami? Right? Like, yeah. you're, you're building yourself up as Tony Montana. You play as Tony Montana in the game. I, I mean, okay, I know why. The, the idea is Paramount Pictures doesn't make video games. Right? And there's just not enough money for them to come. But, but the world we're in is a world where Microsoft's willing to spend $60 billion bucks to buy Activision. And mm-hmm. Netflix is willing to make games that are exclusive to just their subscribers. Like, yeah, this might not be... It might not be that far away. You're not wrong, man. So, Gaurav, you're kind of hit in an interesting like territory here because there are movies like us. There is a Scarface video game. But what happens? You can't play the life of Tony Montana in Scarface because it's too short for a video game. It'd be, you'd be done, like it'd be a four-hour video game, and then you'd be done, and everyone would be like, this isn't worth $70 or $80. Right, yeah. So it differs from the movie storyline. So the Scarface video game, you don't die at the when he, his house gets shot up at the end and he does all the coke and he gets shot like a hundred times. You don't die there and you get away and then you have to restart and take over your empire again. That's what the so, Scarface game is. You, you don't die. It's Hamlet 2, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think I think that's the idea of like you need someone who's going to take it seriously. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is that's uh, that's that's what you call factory product, right? Like that's just because you've got the ability, man. You can you could build out so much, right? Like the idea is you could tell me Star Wars the video game is only going to be two hours because that's how long the movie is. But if you told George Lucas there's nothing past that two hours, he'd laugh at you, right? Because he's got, he's like, I got three fucking movies ahead. I got six more to come behind. I've got all this. But that that's why I'm saying, like, the video game Scarface should not have felt limited by the idea of this is the script of the movie, this is the plot, and this is the way it goes. Yeah, yeah you can use that as the overarch, but <laughs> use it as a world build, right? And you get to play with what they sort of did. They I, almost I, made the Matrix. No, but that's, yeah, that's just because they don't want to take it seriously. The fucking movie, right? They only did, they almost made, um, well, they did make the Matrix online, but it was almost a good idea. I think it was just too ahead of its time where you were like playing as your own agent who would go into the Matrix and do heists and stuff. That's a cool idea that was almost like living in the world of the Matrix. It was just... I think struggled with like old technology and stuff. I think it might work now, but it was just 15 years too early. Yeah. Sometimes that's the unfortunate thing, right? Like you got a good idea, but just give the text not there. But there's a game coming out since we're on this topic um, in February that might crack the code Hogwarts legacy, which is like a Harry Potter game. You play as yourself or whoever you want to be going to Hogwarts and learning magic and then like being a magician in the magic world. It takes place like a hundred years before um, Harry Potter. Okay. So it doesn't have anything to do with that storyline. You get to be a completely different character who's not um, restricted by anything that happened in the Harry Potter world. And um, it's pretty cool. It might be pretty cool. I mean, they're like, I don't know. I guess JK Rowling is kind of toxic. So there can be some issues there, but I think no, the game yeah. seems promising. I think that's all you can like, listen, it's the idea of using the IP, right? Mm-hmm. And if they can use it correctly, then they've got something on their hands. Uh, it, we'll see. I, I, 
you think there's a time we're looking at here? I'm, I'm looking, what are we at, 2023, but there's no reason to think by 2030. Uh, it's not Warner Brothers Discovery EB, right? Like, they're, they're, <laughs> like or, or like electronic arts all of a sudden is like merging with Pixar. Like, you know I mean, like the idea of these oh, things coming it's together. There. Right? It's already there. I mean, Sony. Sony is yeah. a studio. They own the rights to Spider-Man. One of the best-selling video games of all time mm-hmm. is Sony's play, like PlayStation Spider-Man game that's exclusive. I've, I don't, it has like a crazy title because it's like... Yeah, and they're they're one of the only ones doing it right because mm-hmm. of you said right that like they've got the synergy where, but but think of how long it took them to be like, hey guys, maybe we should make an Uncharted movie. Like the idea of that we've got a Sony PlayStation division that makes games, and and here's the weird part: Sony, with all of their brilliance, did not even think of the idea. Until the rumors of like Microsoft trying to make a Halo show started a decade before, right? Yeah, and eventually a Halo show comes to Paramount and all that stuff, and it's nobody's fucking watching it because it's trash, but <laughs> it exists. And and if you're Sony, you're like, well, does Vin Diesel want to make a Gran Turismo movie? <laughs> we can do this. Like, and it's Sony, not hard. Sony's the only studio. That doesn't have a streaming service yet. So what's up with that, right? <laughs> well, oh, okay. Not to get in the weeds. They did. And then they discarded it. Like, remember Crackle oh. back in the day? Crackle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Sony. That was their oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. They had a, 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 once again, ahead of the curve. They had what is now like a Tubi or a Pluto, which is just like, a, here's our shit that we own that's free that we don't really want to monetize, but you can watch with some ads, right? Yeah. That's and it. They make and TVs, like, like uh, it could. They could do like Fire TVs, like Sony TVs with yeah. built-in Sony television, and they they could go. But I think they okay, like not to give get onto a Sony tangent because they didn't really make <laughs> The Last of Us or anything. Uh, but the, what they did is that they realized that they just they weren't built to make a streaming platform. Yeah. They were built to make content, which is what Warner Brothers Discovery is learning right now, right? That that maybe maybe we bit off too much with like a CNN Plus and a, an HBO Max and a Discovery Plus, and we just need one fucking app. And maybe we'll just put some content everywhere else on other streamers for now, right? Like we'll see. I think we're also going to see less streamers in the, in the long term too. I mean, not so many standing. I don't think that'd be nice. I think you're going to have five. You'll have five core ones, and everything else after that is just like, you don't need it. Good, because I'm in the middle of an anime fatigue, and I'm still playing, paying for my Crunchyroll subscription. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know what oh, to do okay. about it. I can't go back right now. I still need more time away from anime. I don't know if, if, you, watch, if, you, listen to, if you watch anime and you're out there listening to me right now. Please empathize with me and by understanding what this anime fatigue is, where you go in spouts of like consuming anime like twenty four seven to like having to avoid it for like a few weeks in a row. That sounds that sounds like some of my best buddies back in the nineties when like wrestling <laughs> was a thing, right? Yeah, there was only so much Stone Cold and The Rock you could take back in the day too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you know that's what I'm excited. I'm excited to watch that. Uh, uh, the The Last of Us felt like a show that <laughs> if it is, yeah, no, but I mean the wrap up is, is kind of like the way I'm thinking about it is. It felt like a show that if you didn't know the source material was a video game, you would never know, right? Like it's it it. it Felt yeah. like the kind of thing that you could put on for anybody and they'd be like, oh, this is an interesting concept. I'll watch this show. Sure. And then much like, I mean, we've all walked away from a movie or something. And at the end, they're like inspired by this or based on that. We're like, oh, really? Huh. That's that's cool. Right. Like it adds to it. Yeah. And I think that I think the idea is like if the the idea should be. That if people can leave the show watching, uh, feeling like they watched something great and they realize that it was based off of a video game, that it just 
should just add to it, right? That's it. It shouldn't like take away from it. Oh. I can tell you that the Last of Us video game is now selling again for $99 or something on the Sony store. <laughs> so <clears throat> that um, sounds high. That that's sounds, good that's, for business. <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds like it's higher than it would have been when it came out. Right. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Okay. It's like a okay. remastered version for PS five or something. Uh, it's got like an opener from Pedro being like, thank you for watching the last of us and purchasing this game. Listen, video games are dirty. They, like, remaster things and try to sell them to you again. Like, GTA V has come out, I think, six times since 2013. I bought it maybe three times, I think. Well, for what purpose, though? (laughs) You buy it, like, it came out on my Xbox 360. And then I had to buy it on the PS4, right? Oh, okay, yeah, okay. You got you got hit with cross platform. I didn't think. Okay, yeah. if you had told me you had bought it three times on like the same thing, I'd be like, <laughs> that's like somebody buying like this like special edition Star Wars, and then like being like, no, I want to buy the other one again because like I don't like how Java shows. But they've released it like four or five times because it's come out like yeah. on PC, and there was like a big thing for it, and there's like maybe a remastered version. Who do we blame for that, though? We don't blame the video game industry or... Rockstar. Yeah, totally we do. No, no. We blame actual rock stars. Think about it. Who would have started the idea of, like, hey, let's let's fucking remaster our shit and sell it again. People will buy it again because apparently it might sound better. Uh, Even though they're still... Like... Actual rock stars are the the first ones, The gamer community definitely blames the studio. Trust me. If you are a gamer, your your target really in this case should be like Mick Jagger, like the actual. I mean, like it's it's someone whose idea was to be like, we're gonna put out nine different versions of our recording, uh, (laughs) right? Like, hey guys, you should pick up this one. It's the fully lost, like the flack edition on CD, right? Like it's fully lossless. You're gonna love it. It's like, wasn't it fully lossless the first time you did it too? Because like that was the tech you had. I, I don't understand how that exists is all. Like, I mean, like, you recorded it on an 8-bit track. Yeah, but this time all our like, pedals had true bypass. So how did you possibly take that? And I don't know why I'm complaining. I love it. I've listened to, like, the Beatles and, like, Surround Sound recently. Like, it's been, they've somehow remastered those guys who had, like, a mono channel all five instruments going into one channel and now they've somehow like separated them and like turned it into like <laughs> don't worry George is in the corner and Ringo's behind you and Paul's in front of you it's like yeah okay cool yeah, we got it technology man it's crazy right that was like um just to I'll end this our episode with a story where you convinced me to buy the Blu-ray version of The Godfather. Right. Even yes. though I already had it on DVD. You said because they used the old film from the original canisters to transpose it into Blu-ray. And so uh, the, the quality was so good that they said it was like better than the original or something. Do, yeah. Do you, I can tell you exactly why I told you to buy that hmm. and why I was... Uh, it was a short window in time, John, <laughs> where uh, I believe DreamWorks was owned by Paramount. There was a short window of time where it was like a three-year window where Paramount had purchased all of DreamWorks. Steven Spielberg, at that point, had been working with DreamWorks a lot instead of his old guys at Universal or something like that, and told Francis Ford, like, hey, this purchase just went through. Francis Ford owned all those prints and all that stuff at Paramount. DreamWorks had some super duper new technology that no one had like been able to use because it was so expensive unless you were aligned with DreamWorks. So Paramount, having bought DreamWorks, allowed Francis to be able to take all of this stuff to, to them and be like, they went frame by frame to like mm-hmm. remaster that and put it all together. Um, and then... Eventually, DreamWorks is like fucking off to some other company, sold somewhere else. But Paramount now owns that new Blu-ray print and all this stuff. It was just this serendipitous thing in this 
weird world of like companies getting bought and sold where the right people were owned by the right company where Francis could get it done. Otherwise, the Blu-ray edition of Godfather that you would buy right now would be the way you see Seinfeld on Netflix, which is not really Blu-ray. It's just, you know, cropped and upscaled. Yeah, exactly. Cropped and upscaled and all that. Whereas the Blu-ray Godfather is actually, as you said, entirely different. It's like an entirely different viewing experience. I watched The Godfather on Blu-ray last summer. Not summer 2022, but 2021 on Blu-ray. So I still take it out and dust off the Blu-ray and watch it there if I'm going to watch it. I don't stream it because of that. There's a difference. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. You nailed it. And and that's just one of those strange little things that I I you know I don't want to say you're lucky for knowing me, but <laughs> well, all of you guys out there, new or old, are lucky for knowing this guy right here, Coral. There you go. I want to thank everyone for tuning in this week. Again, I messed it up at the start, so I'm not going to mess it up this time. We're series three, episode twenty five. Or the long game is episode 125. Can you confirm that? We were talking about The Last of Us today. Uh, If you want to catch up, go backwards. (laughs) So go to our website, cyctpod.com. And what we're saying now is that we want you to go 125, 124, 123, and work your way back. Because we're about to take the first season off of the archive. Yeah. Um, you might as well not get into it. <laughs> That's not to say not get it. <laughs> or, or, you know what? Listen, maybe now's your last chance. I don't know. Either one <laughs> works, to be honest. I feel like it's a work your way backwards so you can stay up to tune. <laughs> Everybody, have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. All right. See you next week. Oh, I see where your conniving little mind is going, John. (laughs) I get it. I get it. They start here. They go. They go. They go. Before you know it, they're at like 98. They're addicted. They can't get enough. They can't wait to get to number one. And then before they know it, it's gone. Hey, one. I see it. Or you'll like be listening to season one, waiting for the countdown to tenant, and uh, it'll never come.